What's oh, up, everyone? It. Oh, sorry. Nah, you're good. What's it's up, ba- everyone? <laughs> 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 okay. I'm, I'm not going to say anything this time. No, why don't you do the intro and then we'll bring Bailey in. <sighs> all right, all right. I got this. I got this. <clears throat> Just pretend you heard the theme song. Paid artists, unpaid interns. You're listening to Our Pros Podcast. Yeah. What's up, everybody? I am here with myself and Gage B, and we are the Art Pros. You're listening to the Art Pros Podcast. Yeah. What's up, everyone? It is the smoothest, most sultry podcast. Coming live from Gage's Studio Baltimore, Bailey's Studio Baltimore, and Renz's Studio Baltimore. And we're here with a very special guest today to talk to us a little bit about his triumphs, his tribulations in this time of of what some are calling the new plague. I'm calling it inside times or the after times, AC, after COVID. Renz, why don't you introduce our guest today? Well, if you've been following the Art Pros podcast, Faithful Interns, you would know that uh, Mr. Bailey has been one of our first guests, earliest supporters, therefore one of our favorite people. It's just the way it goes. And I'd like to introduce Bailey as a professional illustrator who's made many, many posters for many, many cool people. Um, I will let Bailey get into it a little bit if he wants to, or you could just listen to our earlier episode that features Bailey, because we don't want to say the same thing twice. We want to give you some fresh content every time, and we love Bailey from the bottom of our heart and our art. Uh, introducing Bailey Race, cue clapping sound effect. Yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Not much, living the dream. Living the uh, the quarantine dream. You sound like you're you sound quarantined right now. Do I? 
It's just like it sounds like it sounds like the microphone. It's it's what happens when we uh, record via Discord. Trying my best with what I got. Hey man, has it been hard to stay hyped this whole time? Uh, yeah. It's you know it's got like you said trials and tribulations on the intro. I mean like it's definitely weird times for everybody in my industry in terms of like service and gig workers and everything. But we're 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 trying our best to to keep the uh, the hype going, as you would say. So. Bailey, as I mentioned, is a professional illustrator, which means he works. He gets contracts. He's a he's a he's a freelance artist, and many of you may know or are experiencing this firsthand. It's not easy, and we wanted to get Bailey in today. One, because we wanted to to have a good time and, and and pod and and laugh a little to forget about how difficult it really is. And we also wanted Bailey to explain, you know. What he's been doing to adapt to this crazy situation. Um, so, so when you say how I adapt, do you just mean like with not really having any concerts happening and stuff like that and still maintaining a semi-steady stream of work to produce? Man, it's, I, I feel like it's, it's the whole nine yards, you know, that and then... Just not, like life itself. Life itself is, is, has transformed. Yeah. Sort of like the Tiger King. This is going to be a 10-part documentary series <laughs> on Bailey Race's life in quarantine. Uh, this is episode one. Tell us your Joe Exotic moments, brother. Uh, well, first off, let me talk to you about Carol Baskin. Uh, <laughs> she killed her husband to the Tiger. She killed her husband. Um, but no, it's, uh, you know, it's been weird. It's been different. Uh, playing a lot of Animal Crossing, trying to keep my, uh, trying to keep my head wrapped around life without really losing my grip on it and without really like you know losing any and all drive that i possibly can um but it's it's definitely different i don't know if i can speak on account of pretty much the entire gig economy and the entirety of like gig poster artists but it was a really um stark and weird change for a lot of us just because you know we plan we plan our workout maybe like three four five months in advance in terms of like big summer tours and fall tours that we're starting like in uh, late august and everything and so we were starting to feel the job security for the summer since it was a busy time and then out of nowhere all of that kind of just like disappeared so it was definitely a really quick and stark change but a lot of um a lot of print houses are pushing forward with new art print releases and a lot of artists are starting to do a lot more collaborative work with each other to kind of give us that creative output that we were losing with concerts. Uh, so it's really just been settling into that different lifestyle, but I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to talk on like the broad scope of things. So if you have any like questions to spark up like answers, I'm 100% down with answering all that. All right. Let me ask you a question. What's up? What type of artist is most likely to cheat on their spouse? Mm, oil painters. No, I'm just God kidding. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can. Sculptors, maybe? I don't know. Fuck, or dude. That's, I'm 2-0. Oh. Really, really little wooden furniture and cat <laughs> furniture, maybe? I don't know. Just like spitball and really random like mediums here. Damn, dude. I feel comfort. <sighs> Um, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when this whole when when COVID started to get big in the mm -hmm. US, what was kind of the first indicator to you that this whole situation might have an effect on on both your practice and your bottom line? Uh South by Southwest. 
That was what really like, uh, it, well, I mean, it got canceled for the first time in 34 years since the festival was conceived. And with it being like, in my opinion, one of the biggest tech culture and music conferences in, you know, the country, I, I can't really speak on the world, but in the country, definitely. Um, with that being canceled, it was kind of a really like jarring thing that I didn't expect to happen. And so when that happened, I initially was like, okay, yeah, this you know, this could be a really serious thing. Like this could be a really long-term detrimental event. I'm not really sure how it's going to play out, but hopefully everything isn't going to kind of get turned upside down. And then after that, um, you know, a couple of really big jobs that I had started to get postponed. And these are like arena shows that have 10,000 plus people in attendance. And if those are starting to get canceled and postponed, then like, you know, I, I kind of knew that, okay, yeah, this is, this is going to be a really turbulent and like changing time. And I just like tried to buckle up for it, but there was nothing that I could have really done to prepare and time for it. You know, have you uh, been thinking about any ideas and any unique, interesting ideas as an illustrator to, uh, you know, kind of do something else to support yourself? I know that you work uh, primarily with printmaking, so mm-hmm. like an OnlyFans um, or something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I really I've thought about just illustrating absolutely nude and hosting like an OnlyFans stream of doing that um and drawing a mirror still life in the nude i you know i've thought about that because i figured that could sell for at least twenty dollars which you know is food for a week um but no i've uh i've continued illustrating but i'm starting to work on a lot of um a lot of other kind of subject matters and a lot of other different types of illustration uh, just because, you know, I'm working on some digital events right now, which have become like a huge thing, which we can touch on in a little bit. Uh, but I'm working on some digital events and then I'm also working on, you know, a puzzle for another band because a lot of bands are starting to kind of create activities for people to do at home. And I've done a couple of coloring pages Um working on a couple of collaborations. Like I mentioned earlier, it's become a really big creative output for a lot of artists just because we don't really have that individualized work anymore. Uh, And I'm also working on a couple of pop culture based things that I can't really talk about a ton yet just because um, all of the licensing and everything like that, I don't really want to get involved in all the legal stuff right now, but I can say one of them has to do with um, uh, boy that wears a green cap that commonly gets mistaken for the the namesake of his game. Uh, so that's really exciting. But I've just been trying to kind of expand myself into all other types of illustration that I've been interested in doing, but just haven't had the time due to, you know, the constant stream of music gigs that I've been able to keep my career going the way it is. Is it Luigi? I know yes. you're talking about Yoshi. Oh, <laughs> damn. Now I don't know. <laughs> No, no, it's, um, you know, I, it's a Zelda poster. I can't really say who it's with or who it's for, but it's in the works right now. And it's going to be coming out hopefully in like a month and a half, two months. Uh, you know, ideally we're going to be out of this by then, but it's something that is allowing me to continue creating and it's allowing me to create something that's uh, very much up my alley in terms of subject matter. That's different than the usual music stuff that I work on. Hold on. I'm looking through my files right now. Let me see. Um, it says here, I got intelligence, Bailey, uh, mm. that uh, y- you have set up a Twitch stream. Is this true? Uh, yeah, I have. I haven't um, I haven't really started streaming yet. I was thinking about possibly hosting a stream later today, 
But if anyone that's listening is interested, I'm assuming this is probably going to air after we're recording it today or in a couple of days or whatever. Um, my Twitch handle is the same as my Instagram handle and social media and everything, which is just Rayleigh Base Prints. And I'm sure in the description of this podcast is going to be, you know, that typed out if you need to reference it. But yeah, yeah, I've started to host a host a Twitch stream, which I'll just be kind of hanging out on, listening to music, answering questions while I illustrate. So a normal day-to-day lifestyle thing. That's fun, man. I, I, you know what? Quarantine culture has inspired me to explore Twitch, join Twitch, be Twitch, mm. live Twitch. It's pretty fun. It's actually cool. I, I, I enjoy it. It's, you know, you just turn it on. Like, you know, I use the computer every day. I draw on the computer sometimes and play video mm. games. All you got to do is turn it on and boom, you're streaming. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was with Gage a couple of days ago and I was really curious as to how, you know, all of it could have been like set up if it would take a lot of work. And it was just like one program that I had to download and then like two buttons that I had to press and it was all set up. See, that's Gage's big bro energy coming in clutch. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm a major hacker, as, <laughs> as many of the interns will know. Um, I just want to take a second and point out to the audience at how without skipping a beat, Bailey found an opportunity to plug himself. Uh, a lot of our guests, you know, struggle. We'll get to the end of an episode and we'll be talking about maybe a new project for them and then they won't even remember to plug themselves and we have to, we have to point it out. And that's probably part of why you're able to get such big names as uh, Luigi, uh, <laughs> the Minions, you know, for poster gigs, mm-hmm. which is really, really great and impressive. Uh, w- in this quarantine time, do you find yourself being more creative? Like, did this, did this problem push you to kind of think outside of your, your former limits to reach level 900? Um. It was kind of, you know, it was a tough like first two weeks out of the entire quarantine just because, you know, a lot was really quickly developing and it was hard to focus on any creative endeavors. But then after that, I started to go back in and rework some old illustrations of mine to re-release while I'm, you know, in the middle of all of this. And in the time that I spent like an hour and a half, two hours a day, like I just kept chipping away at those old illustrations, fine tuning it. And then I introduced one or two new projects to it. And so I kind of tried to get the creative ball rolling on something that wasn't already like uh pre-existing or already like half fabricated in terms of like the illustration conceptualized on the computer screen and so it was really tough getting back into the swingy things but now you know i just rearranged my office and my bedroom and so i'm trying to get myself into a little bit more of like a creative headspace and it's definitely working because i have more sunlight where my desk is now so it's kind of giving me that extra little bit of a kick And I picked up cooking, which has really honestly helped a lot because it's not the same type of creative endeavor, but it's, you know, something that gets me out of bed and gets me actually creating something, uh, which I would definitely say is um, 100% a way for any other artists that are listening to this to kind of get out of your funk, like try and pick up something new that doesn't require you to leave the house and go out somewhere because of social distancing, uh, to be able to do something at home that's not your usual creative endeavor usual creative revenue like it'll give you that opportunity to get yourself back up even just a little bit and you don't have to feel pressured to do it if you don't want to because it is really hard right now but if you are looking for something that's going to be able to give you the extra little bit of an oomph then it is something that'll help so bailey are you saying that the number one priority you had was uh personal and mental health to go on 
and and you're saying that you you did a little feng shui work to get high on life so you could be at your full potential yeah i mean i definitely put mental health first for those first two weeks because it was a really um i don't want to say traumatic experience but it was a really jarring experience just like everything happening really quickly with losing all of my work and you know there were a couple of other like personal turbulences that happened around this time and so it was really just like jarring couple of weeks and so i had to kind of take a step back and take everything with just day by day trying to take a deep breath every day and eventually just like getting myself back up to working order after i put my mental health first well that's good to hear man i'm glad i'm glad that you um you made some executive decisions for you know you're making yourself number one your mind number one um i want to ask you on a lighter note have you seen any good movies lately you are you a movie guy yeah i um I've been watching, well, trying to watch uh, at least one or two movies a day. And, you know, I'm watching the new season of Westworld, which is not technically a movie, but it's still something that I can watch. But today I actually, um, while working after I made breakfast, I came up and sat down with my tablet and I put on The Gentleman, that new, um, I think it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. And my roommates and I actually, over the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to watch (laughs) one uh young adult fiction movie every single night and um my amazon recommended is absolutely fucked because it can oh i'm sorry can i say that word yeah that's fine okay it's absolutely fucked because of the young adult (laughs) novel stuff but um yeah i mean it's really culturally invigorated myself to be able to watch bella swan angst herself around a cloudy washington town with a werewolf and a vampire i can't say what movie it is due to copyright infringement but yeah so bailey is there is there like like if if a franchise Mm -hmm. walked uh, walked into your dms and your emails Mm -hmm. and said mr mr rayleigh base will you Mm -hmm. make a poster for our movie is there a movie you would say no to like are you talking just movie or movie video games all of that a movie. Uh, well, well, yeah. Let's 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 expand it. So you said like they came and asked me, and I absolutely wouldn't. Yeah, because of I don't know whatever reason. Um, the sinister movies. I don't want to relive them <laughs> long enough to illustrate them. We, we watched those the other night, and for whatever reason, we watched both of them in rapid succession. The second one was the palate cleanser for the first, but it didn't cleanse the palate. If anything, it lit the entire thing on fire and just watched itself burn um but i would not want to relive those two movies long enough to illustrate them so yeah so the only reason i asked as leading up to a bigger bigger point is that like you mm-hmm. know as as uh in these tough times it's you know is do you have the luxury of saying no um and and you know if you do you know what there's got to be um, some sort of re- you know it, it it's just a little Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I mean, I was definitely enjoying the luxury of saying no before all of this happened because I, you know, was fortunate enough to have a sort of like a a wait list of sorts where if someone wanted a project, I would have to like tell them circle back to me in three weeks to a month just because that's the the soonest I'll be able to have the the availability to consider taking on the project. Um, And initially when all of this kind of stopped and work stopped coming in, I was kind of yearning for someone to approach me to ask me for a project because the power of no didn't really exist anymore. Um, But recently, now that a lot of bands and a lot of movie houses and print houses are 
kind of figuring out ways to keep things going and keep things kind of returning to normalcy, uh, I've been able to kind of gain the ability back to say, I don't have the time to do that right now. And it feels really weird to say that just because I know a lot of other people in the industry like aren't really getting a lot of work, but I've been trying to deflect work over to people just to kind of help mm. out whoever I can. But I haven't, I think I've only turned down like two, three projects. Ah, for, for reasons because you had too much to do. Yeah, Mostly. yeah, that, and it's also, okay. I, you know, if I were working on my normal work schedule and my norming, my normal amount of workload, I would take on these projects that I have now, plus the projects that I'm turning down. But I'm still prioritizing mental health, even though I've started to re- like return back to normal and do work now. Um, so I know that it's going to be tough. You know, every day's a new day. I can wake up feeling greater. I can wake up feeling like absolute shit. And so I don't want to get myself set up where I have a ton of work to do every single day because there could be a day where I wake up and I don't have any drive. And that's not fair to the clients that I'd be working with because, you know, they're paying me X amount and they expect X amount of work in return. And if I'm not feeling 100% because of all of this, you know, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being like lazy with it, but I know my limits, especially during such a turbulent time. And so I try and like cap myself off at a lower amount than what I typically would. Do you work? Uh, do you work and create your paintings by? Do you set an hour time limit for yourself, or is it a date that you you have a deadline for? Um, it's usually a deadline, but I have lately tried to keep myself on like a ten a.m. to a seven p.m. like work schedule, and I don't work outside of those times, and so I can wake up and make breakfast or. I can sleep in a little later than I normally do. And then usually at night, you know, I have time to relax. Like at the start of all of this, I made a big impulse buy and bought an Oculus. And so I've been playing with the Oculus a lot, like outside of work time, you know, playing a lot of the different VR games and kind of exploring that, um, which has been, you know, really beneficial in terms of creativity because it allows me to kind of break out and have that sense of escapism into whatever virtual world I want to go into. Um, but it's helped a lot kind of creating that schedule and setting that time cap for myself every day. Wow. I feel like you're in like I'm tripping out now. I feel like you're in my computer. You're you've you've evolved, Bailey. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually in the virtual world right now. Holy oh my yeah, god. Yeah, this is actually just a really primitive version of VR chat. Holy cow. Well, that's just incredible. Congratulations. On my new Oculus child? Yeah, does it like does it work with video game systems? Uh, no, it's a completely standalone headset. I got the Oculus ah. Quest, and so it's not even the one that has to be plugged into the computer. It's its own, like it has its own processor inside of it to allow me to just like put it on, and then when I take it off, I just have to charge it. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but we're we're friends on PlayStation. So mm-hmm. I, I, why why did you go Oculus instead of the PlayStation one? Um. Like I said, I just kind of wanted that sense of escapism. I didn't even realize I wanted that escapism, but then it came in and Gage actually said, I don't blame you for wanting that sense of escapism. And I was like, huh, okay. Yeah, you're right. A goddamn big brother energy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, going outside is like so corny compared to going into VR. I mean, you got lightsabers, you have a complete movie theater. I don't really see how you're ever going to be able to actually leave the house again, Bailey. You already work from home. Yeah, I know. And I, I did buy the Vacation Simulator VR game. And so, I mean, oh. not to brag, but like, I'm set, you know? 
I just wish that digital food held nourishment. What's your favorite flavor of digital margarita? Um, original. You know, I, I'm, original. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really classy, classic guy. So, you know, just um, a little bit of sound bites here and then a little sprinkle of, um, you know, megapixels. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, there. I haven't played a game where I get to drink a margarita yet. Hmm. Hmm. Well, there's always tomorrow. Um, so how has your, your typical work schedule shifted in these trying times or has it? Oh yeah. No, I mean, before all this happened, I didn't really have a schedule for myself. Like there were days where I would wake up at seven in the morning and I would work until two or three in the morning the next day, go to bed and do the same thing for like four or five days in a row. And like I said, that's when, you know, my only focus, my only concern was the work that I was creating. But now with everything going on, I've capped myself at that 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., you know, work window, and I really enjoy it. Uh, and I'm really contemplating keeping that window going as I go forward, maybe extending it to like 9 p.m. if I really need to, but like trying to keep myself only working during as close to business hours as I possibly can for a normal nine to fiver. Uh, and then trying to give myself as much of the weekend as I can, but still realizing that I might have to work sometime on the weekend, just dialing it back a lot. So you you said that that you picked up the habit of cooking. You said mm-hmm. that you've you've got VR. You're watching young adult fiction, which mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of myself. Sometimes I like to think that all my friends are divergent. But yeah. is there anything? in your life that's changed with this quarantine that you think you're going to carry forward after any habits or, or hobbies? Definitely cooking. You know, I really really enjoy it. Yeah. I really love it. And I didn't think I would originally just because I was never really the type to cook. I was the type to order takeout five out of seven days of the week. And it was horrible because I was spending like, you know, four to 700 bucks a month on takeout. Um, (laughs) So I, I kind of had to stop myself and pump the brakes. Uh, and I really enjoy cooking and I started out using HelloFresh and I really love it. And then after that, I picked up another service called Home Chef. And, you know, I really like that one too. That one serves really well for really light meals that can do good for lunches or, you know, heating up leftovers for other lunches. Um, and then HelloFresh does really well for like meals and it's really a wide array of stuff like i can have seafood one night and the next night i can have burgers and then the next night i can have you know pork tenderloin and so it's really it's really been able to give me the ability to break out of my comfort zone with a lot of things and i'm engaged you know i was horrible at cooking before all this happened i didn't know my way around a knife um and I would like to think that I've started to gain a little bit more of an ability in the kitchen, but I want to continue doing this after all of this is over so I can actually keep picking up the skills and I can eventually like broaden into like baking or something, just like another creative endeavor that I can use to give myself a break from illustrating, but still keep the juices pumping. Just so everybody is 100% clear, this is not a paid advertisement. Bailey is actually really loving HelloFresh and the other one. Um, But hey, if HelloFresh, hey, hello, if you're listening, hit up our boy Bailey. He's got the skills. You know, he can market your HelloFresh real well. I see your pictures. I I see your pictures on the internet. They look really good. Mine or HelloFresh's? Yours. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, HelloFresh. 
Uh, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, I don't fancy myself a food photographer, but if the quarantine shoe fits, um, it's uh, yeah, it's just been good, you know, and it's given me a lot of opportunities to eat vegetables way more than I usually did. So it's not having a cheesesteak with a side of a smaller cheesesteak. <laughs> do, do you think that your uh, your newfound knife skills will help? In, in case of, let's say we go on total complete quarantine lockdown, are you are you ready for knife combat? Oh yeah, and I just picked up a new knife set. Oh hell oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and let that serve as a warning for anyone thinking about storming Casa de Reilly base. Ho oh, ho ho! This is a well-defended kingdom. He's gotta get through gauges, uh, gauges uh, the plains of gauge first. Yeah. To get uh, all the way up to the top. Yeah, yeah, no. The, you're, the so top, you're saying you're the, the final top. boss. You have you have like the sharper, you the sharpest knives in the house right now. You'd say, um, yeah. I I mean, yeah. I also bought a, a knife sharpener, so I would say all the all the knives in the house are sharp. But uh, those are all the way down to the kitchen, which is the first the first level. So it doesn't really make sense. But it could be one of those bullshit things in video games where you start out in some place and you go through the entire game thinking that you're progressing to some like super climactic battle on top of an active volcano or something you end up in the same castle that you started in just against the final boss it could be some sort of a situation like that and i really hope it isn't because i don't want to embrace the chaos but if it happens then it happens well the final boss is, it must be your cat artemis right shouts out artemis yeah absolutely the she's small in the kingdom she's small but very cute <laughs> yeah, a super weapon. Yeah, no, no one will. You can't, you can't say no to that face. They'll just leave. They'll be like, "Oh, I didn't realize you had a cute cat." Yeah, they won't. Try they to... won't know what to do once they walk in through the door. No, no, definitely not. Oh man, what a what a crazy, crazy times. Uh, crazy absolutely. times no idea what's happening but uh i kind of just like waking up every morning and running under like a chicken with my head cut off what's your um, me uh, pretty well what's your full-blown full-blown apocalypse build you know what would you what would you do how would you gear yourself up for for a possible battle oh boy i don't even know um you know i've always found that in video games a crossbow was kind of a quintessential apocalyptic weapon because you have that range combat option but it's also like super silent so you're not going to alert any nearby like people or looters or zombies if it came down to it uh so definitely a crossbow and then maybe like cliff bars or something i don't know they're pretty nutritious crossbow and cliff bars alliterative Actually, no it would be a crossbow and a hella fresh subscription hell oh. yeah that's what i'm it's, talking about yeah. they deliver through the apocalypse they everybody yeah listen we're not eating like peasants out here no, don't eat like we're eating like uh, reading like kings because that's what HelloFresh delivers. So, so, <laughs> so the first raid, the first raid would be the HelloFresh headquarters. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I would still pay. Even yeah, I mean, you could, you could you could go and leave leave some money. Yeah, I, I say I say raid. I'm an artist, I, not a barbarian. I'm doing I'm doing air quotes here. Yeah, no, I would. Um, I would go in and I would take all of their uh, their pesto infused mozzarella stuffed cheeseburgers. What? Yeah, no, I um that was one of my first meals, my first week, and I actually recreated it for us a couple of nights ago, and it was really good. Um, I definitely overloaded in the pesto a little bit because I went majorly by taste and just remembering what ingredients were put into it. 
Um, but you know, my, my cooking role is still only like, uh, a seven or an eight on a D 20. So I'm, I'm not at a point where I'm not going to overpesto or something. Okay. Okay. Hey, so Bailey, as a designer, our, our previous, mm-hmm. our previous guests were, were designers they had design mm-hmm. background, artistic background. Have you ever seen any of those resumes that have like, it looks like a experience points bar, except it's for whatever skill that in, yeah, in design. Like that the, the really fancy curriculum details. What do you think yes. about those? Um, I don't know. They remind me of uh, trading cards. So I, I don't really know if I really had a point of like a professionalist, uh, like a professional thing. Um, but, you know, it, it could definitely be good for employers because after the interview, they can kind of geek out over collecting all of them, which is kind of a really fucked up way of looking at the industry. But um, I, don't, I don't know. If you're going to do it, just make it look good. Uh, you know, go with a really minimalistic approach or just don't do it. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I also haven't made a resume since I was a freshman in college just because my certain career doesn't need a resume because people only look at your portfolio. Um, but I would say for anyone that's like looking for advice on resumes, just like keep it simple. And that's what one of my professors in school told me it was keep it simple, stupid. And that was the kiss method, kiss method. And that was supposed to only apply to typography, but like it can apply to anything. So there you, there you have it, folks. You got to kiss your resume before you hand it over for good luck. Absolutely. And spray it down with some perfume. And also if that professor is listening, uh, I just want you to know that when you told me that I didn't know how to do any hand lettering, look at me now. Look at him now. Yeah, yeah. You told me professor. I didn't know how to do any hand lettering, and now that's what a lot of people know me for. Eat it, hey, Professor Bailey. Snape. This uh, yes. this podcast is all about telling professors to fucking eat it. So let me ask you something. How do you feel? about the current tuition crisis going on it's it's fucked it's absolutely (laughs) fucked because a lot of colleges are kind of pulling this bullshit where they're just like uh we're still providing the same level of education and so there's no reason why we should refund resources or refund money because you know it'd be one story if they were only not saying they were going to refund money but since a lot of the budget was already spent on resources for studio classes and stuff like that even if a college were to send like kind of not a care package, but kind of like a relief box to students that had to pay in certain studio resources that had the resources that they could use at home. I think that would be a little bit of a, a little bit of a relief on top of not receiving full tuition. But I think it's just bullshit right now that a lot of colleges aren't even thinking about offering any type of relief to students that were affected by this. Yeah. You've got like a lot of, uh, really effective tools and toys for your illustration practice. You're my roommate. So I get to see all the cool stuff you have. Mm-hmm. And do you think that one semester's tuition, I don't know, let's pick a college out of the hat, Micah would be able to fund all of those tools and like a class on Linda to learn how to use them? One semester's tuition? Maybe let's let's go with two, like a whole year. What's the going what's the going tuition right now? 35? A little over, 38. A little over, like 38. Um yeah, I yeah, no, I mean even half of that would would be able to kind of give you the ability to have the tools and the resources used like on a day-to-day basis just because like a good tablet you're looking at like two to three thousand and so after that the actual resources online you're looking at another five and so that's still under 10 and so even a third of the tuition would be able to help students have the ability to have the resources that they have in school while at home and you know a lot of people don't even have a computer 
at home because they relied on the computers that were in the actual college. And I know, you know, I've been on the Facebook page of unspecified art college a lot. And a lot of people are complaining because they have to attend Zoom lectures or they have to do one on one meetings with their professors and stuff like that on their phone, which, you know, some people still don't even have smartphones because, you know, a lot of art students think it's fucking cool to have a flip phone. And I just want to know how they're doing <laughs> right now. Um, you know, a lot of people don't have the basic resources needed to do Zoom. And then on top of that, there's an entirely other discussion about the professors, because I know a lot of professors like aren't even trying to deliver like a semblance of the education that they're going to be delivering in person. And I know it doesn't boil down to the professors in most cases, but there are some that just like aren't even caring. Like I know there's one class again at unspecified art school where the professor kind of said, okay, you have three assignments to do between now and June. You can turn them all in in June. I don't care. Just do them. And like that, you know, that's still like a, what, like three, $4,000 class right there that most people in the class aren't going to do anything for two months. They're just going to sit around and then just do it, you know? And so it's just like not, it, it falls on the structure of the class, just not being there. And it doesn't even come down to the people not having the necessary resources. It just comes down to the overall structure. Whoa, 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 Bailey, wait. Are you saying that, first of all, are you saying my parents were right in saying that our school was too expensive? Our listeners um, don't want to hear that. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that necessarily. Um, oh. I'm just saying <laughs> that the, the modern education system is too expensive. Oh, all right. Wait, wait yeah. so, so are you actually saying... That Gage and I can can get rich quick by pretending to be professional art professor professor experts. Yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is that I have three million dollars in an unspecified offshore account, and I need your help to move it. All I need is your bank pin and your social security number, and you know, I'll I'll help you because I'm a Nigerian prince, and I'll be able to unload that money for you. And it's an easy way to get rich quick. Um, but, in case you need it, I also have my mother's maiden name. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that'll help. my city of birth, uh, that's, and that's really how it feels for, I'm sure for these students who are dealing with this bullshit right now. Now, yeah. let me ask you something. So you said about $8,000 startup fees for the tools and the stuff online. How much would it cost for me to pay you directly for, I don't know, like two, six hour classes a week for, for a whole semester? Two, six hour classes a week. Yeah. Um, for a whole semester, how many weeks is a semester? Do you know? I don't know. Let's let's say like let's say like twenty. Twenty. Um. Probably. I don't know. Just let's just say we'll put it at my poster rate, and so we'll put it at twelve hundred a week, and so we're looking at God. How much is that? Um, for twenty weeks, that's is it twenty four thousand. 20 times 1200. Yeah, 24,000. So let's say I got like five of my friends. Would you be okay with us like splitting that cost per week? Splitting that cost and just like yeah. making sure the professor got it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I, that would help. <laughs> so are you saying that you're going to start illustration classes? I mean, I wasn't saying that, but uh, it's, it's, in the, <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the back of the head. I mean, I've thought about it. Um, but I, I would tell people just just go do master class, you know, like they have very well-known illustrators and very well-known like masters of their craft that will be able to help you. And it's a much more professional environment than me sitting here and 
saying draw a line. Have you tried Masterclass? Or like, did, do they do trials? Oh, uh, they do do trials. I'm pretty sure. I just haven't tried it. Hmm. Gordon Ramsay has a masterclass for cooking, and now that I'm becoming a cooking dad, I've I've thought about checking it out. Yeah, you do. You 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 do have some sort of dad aura. I remember one time I came over, and you made a roast, and you were very proud of the roast, and I, oh, I ate the roast. It was a good roast. You're talking about my island kielbasa roast. Yes, that's yeah. that's pretty hello fresh. So you've you've considerably leveled up. Yeah, yeah, that was just a slow cooker thing, and I was able to do slow cooker stuff because it involved just throwing ingredients into a big bowl and pressing a button. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I really enjoy the prep work and being able to combine ingredients to create a meal now rather than just like, like I said, throwing all that stuff into one pot and hoping for the best. You know, I could see you wearing a. a- a nice chef's coat actually i could see you throwing it down back there coming up with some some delicious dishes i think i would definitely prefer to look like brad leone from uh the bon appetit test kitchen rather than uh looking like a professional chef with a chef's coat and everything like he's just got this whole thing with like a cuffed beanie and he does this like leather apron and he he has a lot of like cool catchphrases so i think i see yeah. myself in that kind of a position than uh you know a ratatouille head chef position I see that. I see the. I see the leather look. One hundred percent. Very artisanal. Very yeah, artisanal. Yeah. Definitely. I could yeah, see I you wanna... making your own like ferments and stuff. Well, yeah, because I want to become an artisanal kombucha brewer. Because kombucha brewers are like the end all, be all of artists. So I want to get to that point. If you They're made almost like as a... dope as mushroom scavengers, I'm sorry, yeah. foragers. Foragers. Uh, foragers. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I just want to pack everything up and go to a, I don't know, a random state like Virginia or West Virginia and something and just like forage for berries and mushrooms and make kombucha. <laughs> like some I, thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to say Arkansas when you said random. That's like down the street from us. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I said random, not ridiculous. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to invest too much time and gas to get to where I want to forage. Phil, uh, actually, um, Philadelphia or not Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is actually a pretty good spot. I've read for foraging. What? Yes, foraging I mean, cheesesteaks probably. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, being from upstate New York, like it, it's all forests and farms up there. So if I wanted to go anywhere to forage, I'd probably just go back up to upstate. I would have to deal with you know all the all the hometown shit, but like you know, it's a good spot for foraging. Well, listen, I, I, it seems like, you, you know, you're, the people that you knew in your hometown may not even recognize you. You're walking in with a leather with a leather apron and, and rolls of posters under your arm, a little foraging bag in the left. Like, you know, they're going to be like, who's this guy? Who's this newcomer? <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, I mean, I, I go back to like once a year and it's really funny and I'm not going to name names. But like when I was in high school, there was a bunch of people that used to bully me. And now that I've be I've been able to garner a name for myself, even if it's just like a small name, I go home and I actually went out to a bar in my hometown. And everyone was like, oh, my God, it's so great to see you. You're doing great stuff. And like, I appreciate it. But I just find it really funny how the script was flipped so fast where people that like used to, you know, call me shit and call me names and like laugh at me for going into the arts, like congratulate me now quoting uh the great philosopher of post malone now they always say congratulations 
Congratulations. It was a beautiful yeah. speech, actually. It's something for everybody to learn. That was definitely, that sounds like the ultimate glow up to be able to rub it in your high school enemies' faces that you're big man on campus now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say rub it in. It was just kind of, it was just funny, like going back there and there being an entirely different dynamic, um, being, you know, just like slightly higher up on their, on their like list. And I'm, I'm not going to stop until, you know, they confess their love to me and drop down to one knee. Dude, Riley, your posters are so cool. <laughs> yeah, don't even get me fucking started on the people that call me Riley because of my Instagram handle. Like, I made one mistake when I was 16 when I got an Xbox, and it just stuck with me for life. <laughs> it's, yeah, no. It's, that's, it, it set you apart from all the other Bailey races out there. I saw that your email requires you had to, you couldn't just get the, the Bailey race off yeah. rip. You had to get a, you had to get Don't a. Don't you say it because then everyone's going to email our first <laughs> email. <laughs> Well, you guys can guess the numbers. Don't dox them, man. I'm not trying to dox them, man. I'm not trying to dox them, man. Add another digit to my email. Nah, we could just we'll just uh, we'll just dolphin noise over that one. Okay. Protect your identity. No one will know your name. Sounds good. So, what do you think of people named Riley? Why are you so offended by it? Yeah, why are you so offended? I I had this really bad experience my sophomore year of college where I talked to someone named Riley and they ghosted me. So Oh I'm no. Kinda, yeah, it's kinda like tainted for me. And Damn. that's why I'm very quick to when people are like, Oh yeah, so you must be Riley. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, it is Bailey or Rayleigh, depending on how you look at it. So it's not Riley though. Whatever you do, it's not Riley. And I also am very confused as to how people can kind of jump to that because you know, I'm even looking at my my username right now in the Discord chat, and I'm trying to figure out how someone can get to Riley. Some people, some people read fast. Some people think they know what they're looking at. Some yeah. people, some people have have difficulty with reading. But I'm not saying that those are the people that are calling you Riley, because the people that are calling you Riley, shit, might as well be there. The, the haters that once bullied you, they're still they're still in that zone. You know, now they're. They're smiling at your face. They're smiling at your face because you got a big old roll of posters under your arm ready to walk into the cartoon headquarters or or, mm-hmm. or the big music industry headquarters making the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Now they're calling you Rayleigh, Riley. They don't even know your name. I mean, it's I feel shameful. for you, man. It's it is shameful. shameful. Yeah. And I also yeah. think that Riley doesn't know it, what they're missing. They're really missing out on a great guy. On a on a great dude, yeah. You know what do they think you're gonna share your foraging forage mushrooms with them? Just because they no. thought they knew your name? Shoot, I'm not sharing my foraged mushrooms or kombucha with anybody. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good mindset to have in these apocalyptic times. I mean, you know, you see movies like 2012 or Apocalypse Now or or Up, and you're like, what would I do in that situation? And now we're seeing that Bailey Race is not gonna share his mushrooms. Or is kombucha, and you can't join our flying fucking house. Did you just name up as an as an apocalyptic movie? Is it not? I I mean I guess depending on the way you look at it. Um, but yeah, I mean for all the haters out there, kombucha, you can come back up. So <laughs> that's where I'm putting it. Um, you know 
now that I think about it, that old man from Up was really ahead of his time. I mean, talk about the ultimate social distancing. You kidnap a child and then you just <laughs> go up into the sky. I'm sure you can get to that point without the first step. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, I, I, I thought the effect efficacy was dependent on child labor man um, you know for legal reasons i'm gonna go ahead and disagree okay but for personal reasons i'm uh, with you yeah i mean i just think that like a small asian child is probably the best labor you could get you know bang for your buck wise I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna refrain from commenting given present company <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. If we weren't around, Bailey would have agreed. I, that is not what I said. Damn, Gage is instigating. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be here. You know, I'm trying to be present. This is what I, the child from Up looked like in the movie, and now here's Gage. Feel old yet? Jesus Christ! Yeah, Gage, you're speaking from. Uh, are you speaking from past traumas here, buddy? I might be. I might be. There was an old man in my life at one point. Yeah, but you really <sighs> lost a lot of weight from when that was filmed. Hey, look, dude. Every, you're not the only one who glowed up, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I glad that you uh, glowed up out of servitude as well. It was yeah. actually me in the movie. Or would Ooh. you say that, that was more of a um, was that more of a lord and serf dichotomy? No, uh, it was a it was a sugar daddy sugar baby situation. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. You you came out of it and you didn't even get anything from what I remember. All you got was a free vacation. But didn't he get a um, he got a badge? Yeah. That's all that's all the kid wanted. Can you buy um can you buy God, what am I trying to think of right now? Mint and uh, an Oculus Quest. <laughs> no, you, you can't buy thin, an Oculus thin, Quest. Thin mints? Samoas? Oh, we lost Bailey. Have we lost Bailey? I think Bailey's gone. Uh-oh. We'll have to cut this out. Um, oh, no. Hey, hey, what guys. the fuck did you do? Hey, guys, it's me, Bailey. Um, I love HelloFresh and making posters. And I, I like to watch movies. Fuck these nerds. We have hacked them again. Now we. The Supreme Gentlemen. The Supreme Robots can have our own. Art podcast. Wait. What is this? What is this e-gag they're getting back in? Stop them, stop them now. These guys are really good at counter-hacking. If we're going to make it to the takeover, we will need to upgrade our firmware. Your computer booted up really fast. All right, we are back again. Sorry for the interruption, but we've we we just had a little bit of a technical issues with uh, Bailey's computer. It seems his old hometown friends are trying to hack into his computer. That's absolutely what happened. This is like the second uh, recording in a row where we've gotten hacked. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that, but maybe it's like robots or something. It's the robots from iRobot. Oh no, that's not good. Those guys no, are bad guys. It's Jarvis. No. 
Are you excited for uh, AI sex bots, Bailey? What? Um, no. They don't need to be for you. Like, I, I just, I think that. No, yeah. it's one step closer to Event Horizon, man. Oh no. Yeah, the good. the robots from Westworld started as AI sex bots. Really? Some of them. Well, you so so this makes sense though. This makes sense because the sex industry is is very progressive with technology. You know, they they've been doing augmented and virtual reality stuff since I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see that. They already got um realistic dolls. They already have um uh models of famous uh porn actress parts yeah i mean i went into um i went to spencer's for the first time ever a couple months ago and i you know i had that realization that those existed spencer's yeah yeah and spencer's in the back i think that's a store that has the like sex shop in the back of it right i didn't know that but yeah i guess so the the place that sells like you know all of the like hot topic tumbler style like giant greeting cards and t-shirts with the ramones on them oh yeah i used to like refuse to go in there as a kid because they had the life-size chucky doll yeah yeah they sell stuff like that they also have a sex shop in the back which i didn't know existed until the first time that i went into one and uh it was it was an experience you know and it's just like there's not even a curtain separating it like the i'm pretty sure the transition went immediately from looking at rick and morty and scooby-doo stuff and then you literally just walk around the corner and it's a wall of you know sex toys yeah and then what you a get dream a shaggy's butthole um flashlight yeah absolutely it's crazy um no i mean like I don't know. Sex toys are making leaps and bounds in technology. It's crazy. And it's becoming more and more of a, not a socially accepted, but just like a socially normalized thing. Um, And I'm not saying by any means that there was anything wrong with it before, but it's just become so much more of a normalized thing. And I was on Twitter and it was this dude talking about his progression year to year. And on one picture, it was his hand on another picture. It was, a cardboard tube and some like Jimmy rig flashlight. And on the next one, it was an actual flashlight. And I'm just looking forward to seeing that same tweet in like a year, year and a half where there, he has a real doll instead of the flashlight. Feel because I feel like yet. that's just the natural progression of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. It's like one of that, uh, that interview that Billie Eilish does every year where it's the same interview, different year. It's the exact same thing. Are you familiar with the the most famous sex toy right now? The most popular? It's flying off the shelves. It's a fleshlight attached to a foot. What? Are you serious? Yeah, that's like a really popular sex toy now, and I I think it's it's pretty good for for people who are degenerate and like feet. I would never ever like feet. I hate feet, especially Fred Flintstone feet. Those I are don't disgusting. Even have feet. Yeah, that's amazing, you're not yeah. allowed to. No, I cut mine off years ago because of that. I don't want to be sexualized. Are you kidding me? Oh man, that is okay. like the. Uh, I feel like nowadays, like people are so okay with like all with like basically nudity. It, like that wouldn't it wouldn't ruin your reputation to have like nudes come out unless I don't know your brand was about being like a virgin or something. But yeah. feet pics, that's the sort of thing where like if you were to go on on Instagram and ask someone for feet pics, like that's some creepy shit. Yeah. 
But it's still, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where you don't want to kink shame someone, but it's also the same thing where it's such a polarizing topic. Like, literally, any time that I hear about anyone that's in the sex industry and they talk about fee picks, most of the people that are in the sex industry are okay with fee picks. But then anybody that's not really, you know, familiar with the industry or like into that kind of thing, like, I, I, see everyone kind of putting people on blast asking for fee picks and so it's really crazy how much of a polarizing topic it is with everything else still going on mm. and you know i don't know why people still ask for fee picks in quarantine they have two perfectly good feet attached to their body but that's not as exciting that's like i don't know that's so like saying... pictures of other people's feet get you more excited rents um not really i honestly i don't understand no, like again, I this is perfectly accepting of people that enjoy feet. Right, 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 right. Not to think shame anybody. Feet are like utilitarian, so I don't have that connection. So I don't, I don't, I don't personally understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I disavow honest. the sexual deviants that deal in <laughs> feet pics. I think it's disgusting. I think that you should be fucking ashamed. All right, my daughter has feet. <laughs> Oh, so boy, that's this the, those crazy. are the sounds. Those are the sounds in the attic. Then gauge. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is the content everybody was waiting for. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call TMZ and tell them about that. What? It's um, feet are pretty. It's pretty wild how that's like the last bastion of of like. All right, no, that's that's where I draw the line. Like no feet pics. Like I used to hang out with this girl who her she paid her rent like one summer in college selling like pictures of her feet and then selling the socks that she was wearing in some of the pictures and it was like a pretty Whoa. lucrative business yeah it's i mean like the huh. sex industry is booming like if if you know how to actually run it and like i'm not trying to say that like certain people don't know how to run it but like if you know how to work the sex industry like it could, it could be a very lucrative business for yourself because there's no overhead like the only overhead you might have is your electric bill to be able to run your computer and your cam you know Oh, you're talking about like the digital sex industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how are you going to sell fee picks if it's not digital? You just like do oil paintings or something? Yeah, you get a big coat. You get a big coat, put some Polaroids in the inside of the coat, hang out outside of, the, I don't know, a store, and you go, psst, psst, hey. And then you open up your coat, boom, Polaroids right there hanging inside. Yeah, you hang out in front of the Spencers. Hang out in front of the Spencers like the industrious young artist that you are. And, you know, people get all riled up looking at Shaggy's butthole and thinking about uh, foot fleshlights. And, you know, they can't afford that shit because it is it costs a pretty penny. It costs at least one one eighth of a Bailey race commission. And, mm-hmm. you know, you go outside, you're selling feet pics for like three, four bucks. You got mad copies of that shit. You know, Here's it's a pretty idea. lucrative business. See, Spencer's, you know, that's a that's a tight market because you're you're competing with the price point that Spencer sells stuff. I say you go outside of an H&R block. You know what I'm saying? Like a tax place. So where all the where all the rich grown men who want to spend money on stuff are. Do people I mean, still nothing do gets... taxes in person? <laughs> no. No, I don't. They don't. I just that was just off top. It could be you could hang out at somebody's house that you know is rich. You know what I'm saying? Like Bill Gates. Oh, I bet Bill yeah. Gates buys feet pics. Bill Gates definitely buys feet pics. I mean, he says he has those charities, but if you look, if you really, really deep deep dive into his W-2s, um, half of his income goes from selling 
feet picks really marked up that he gets manufactured in China. No, yeah. he's not buying them. They're donations. Everybody. Oh. I see through his most profitable charity. You know, his charity that he says is to donate shoes to the people in need. We see oh my through God. It, Bill Gates' feet. We see through it. God damn, you're so right. Is well, he the Dan you know, Schneider of the tech industry? For sure. <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino of the tech industry. Bill Gates. Well, is there anybody else that could possibly be? No. Yeah, Bill Gates is definitely the Quentin Tarantino of the tech William. industry. Elon Musk is way more of an armpit guy because he's always ahead of the curve. I that yes for sure. Hey girl, let me see them armpits. Real Elon quick. Musk is such a fucking weird dude, but I love his Twitter presence. Me too. I you know last year when he was going, or maybe it was like two years ago, but he was like going into, he was basically picking a fight with all of American news media. I thought that was the greatest thing of all time. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of funny ideas, doesn't he? Get this. It's like trying to do useful things the fast way is, is drop thermonuclear weapons over the poles now bill gates see he's smart because he what he does is he goes to africa and he says hey hey i'll give you shoes um but what you have to do is send me a picture of your feet so that we can like reverse engineer the perfect shoe for you i have to put them on your feet wait Oof. so it's the founder of tom's the same scenario definitely tom 100 himself yeah tom himself yeah, tom himself tom from myspace yeah, little known fact that is Tom from MySpace who invented Tom's shoes. Yeah, he wasn't waving to the camera in that photo. He was waving to a foot. I don't even Ooh. know if Tom is real. What if MySpace was created by the very first and most complex artificial intelligence still today? No. So Tom is real, and I know that because I saw a post like two months ago, and he is happily climbing in Southeast Asia right now. But how do you know that's Jesus. actually Tom? How do you know that's not just the AI pulling some dope photo from a real human photographer compiling them together and perpetuating the tom persona i'm doing this in quotes what if tom is like uh ultron from the avengers tom is actually a suit of armor everywhere around the world a suit a suit of <laughs> social armor yes he's uh he's the last line of defense against trolls tom's a wholesome wholesome personality i admit it maybe he, too is, he just wanted to be friends with everybody that does that that see that sounds that's where it gets fishy to me personally because he wants to be friends with everybody yeah well it was his friendship is non-consensual that's true he just kind of forces it Mm -hmm. i never asked i never asked tom to be in my top eight when i signed up i don't remember my space oh yeah you're a little young for that huh yeah i mean i was on myspace for like two or three years before it was shut down Oh, I didn't yeah, know they shut it down. I thought they said no. Now it's like videos. a music. Yeah, it's like a music website now. Oh, it's mm. back up now. Yeah, if you go like if you go on, you can still find people's old profiles, but it's like mostly bands. It's really kinda, weird. What I find interesting right now is that um, I just made this connection. Tom is pretty much like the last social media internet Jedi, be, but but unfortunately he sold out, uh, or maybe he got. Um, forced into it and now mm-hmm. it seems like zuck is like a sith lord kind of personality you know what i'm saying so we're, we're in a sense i'm saying that we're waiting for tom to come back from his island milking aliens and and save us thank you tom yeah he's not the hero we deserve he's a hero we need this is true 
All right. I think we're about to reach a little over our hour mark. Bailey, are there any products or plans or anything that you would like to shout out in our closing statements? Um, I mean, I'm doing that Twitch stream. And so it'd be cool if people wanted to hop on and watch that. And, you know, it's kind of like an ask me anything situation, as long as it's not like a ridiculous or super lewd question. Um, so I have that happening. And again, that's just going to be into really base prints. And I'm sure that'll be typed up in the description of this podcast. Um, I have some new releases coming out soon. Um, I'm actually pairing and doing a charity release through the live nation crew nation charity. So I'm going to have a print coming up soon. That's the, uh, the proceeds are going to go towards helping people that are also affected in the gig economy. Uh, but just in other ways other than the poster artists. And, you know, I'll be posting about that on my Instagram at really based prints when it does happen. And I'm also going to be doing some re-releases of some really popular gig posters as art prints coming up here pretty soon. So a lot of stuff to look out for kind of just like scattered. And uh, yeah, I think there, there's not really much other than that. And it's kind of just like a waiting game and just watching my Instagram where all the stuff and information is going to be posted. Uh, can anyone hear us? Hello? Yeah, I was going to yeah. let you uh, close this out, Renz. Hello? Uh, well, you know what? I'm sorry for the very long pause, but uh, honestly, that, w- that that episode was just so great. It's always nice to have Bailey on. I was getting a little emotional. I miss Bailey. I miss seeing my, my friends physically. Hearing miss them having you over here, man. Hearing them is not enough. I mean, I, I wish I could. I wish I had an Oculus Rift so we could all play Second Life together in digital digital reality. Well, there's but, only one Oculus in the house here, so Gage and I would have to split it in order to get on there with you. That would be sweet. Like That's like a fusion, the Dragon Ball Z fusion. And, you know, it was just so nice to hear Bailey's voice again. Um, pause. That was an emotional pause. It was It was an amazing time. Again, everybody. Check out what Bailey is doing at Rayleigh Base Prints on Instagram. R A I L E Y B A C E on Instagram. Prince. P R I N T S. Prince. Prince. Not not like not like an heir to a throne. Like P R I N T S. Rayleigh Base Prince. Um. Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, you could visit our Instagram as well at paid.artists. Or you can throw in a, a, a buck or two. No pressure on our Patreon. We understand everybody is going through financial situations. We're here to produce this content uh, for, for, for a good cause, trying to help everybody understand alternative methods like, like our good friend Bailey here is doing. So um, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. I hope everybody um, enjoyed our, our funny witty banter uh, as you know we are the art pros podcast we're doing this we're trying to have a good time we're trying to laugh at the face of uh miss rona B- much respect to miss rona but please take it easy uh we love you guys love y'all peace all right craig get the frick out <laughs>